Hey everybody, welcome to the offsode of the AA show. No particular AA acronym here uh, for this episode. It's for February 3rd, just before the Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, it's been a while since we did an offsode. Uh, I'm going to dedicate this one to the, just the sports, not the politics, none of that. I, I've been doing enough of that. I'm sure more of that will come. So, uh... Yeah, I, I got some requests to do, what was it, the MMA, UFC stuff. I don't know if I'm going to talk about wrestling. That's not sports. Um, kind of it is. It's uh, sports entertainment. God, I can't believe I used that term. So uh, let's get to it. The Super Bowl this weekend. I didn't make a pick. I didn't know when I could make a pick. I wasn't sure what's going to happen. I'm going to say right now, Patriots by four points. 28-24 over the Falcons. So that means I am. I only picked the winner out of the line right now, the Vegas line, which is New England by three points, and total points would be over and under is 59. That's right. I I picked New England, but I think they'll w- go over, and they'll only score 52 points. Wait, doesn't that score sound and the line sound familiar? Yes, that's exact score. Uh, for the Patriots versus Seahawks, couple couple Super Bowls ago, I think the same thing's gonna happen. Uh, well, score wise, but uh, why do I feel that way? Well, I think I think Atlanta is gonna choke. I don't think they're gonna score massively like they thought they would. I think Julio Jones is gonna pull a hamstring or Devontae Freeman. Somebody's gonna get hurt, like Le'Veon Bell did, uh, you know, in the uh, AFC Championship. You know, it's like, oh, he he was a factor. He was a factor. He didn't play. Yeah, but at the same time, Pittsburgh didn't really adjust in that game, which is why they lost. Uh, and New England just kept the Pittsburgh down. You know, so I I think I think New England and their experience all you know is gonna come through. Although some people say experience doesn't matter. It's a big stage. What does it matter? Um, so yeah, I think I, I just, I just like the Patriots, uh, right now. And I know some arguments are like, you know, the Patriots record is 14 and two Falcons record is 11 and five. The Patriots, some of the wins are pretty stacked against a pretty crummy teams. You're playing in the AFC East, you know, with Buffaloes, New York Jets were god awful. And then the Miami Dolphins who kind of did okay until, uh, Tannehill got hurt. And then, um, you know, so like the schedule was easy for the Patriots. Schedule was easy. Hey, but still, you still got to win all the games. They won three out of the first four without Tom Brady. And they won one of the games with, what was it, the third string quarterback, right? So, eh, I I believe in the Patriots. I think they'll come through. Um, And then the Falcons schedule, let's see. I think they wanted to roll. They were like, what, 7-1 and if I remember right, the last nine games or so. Last time they got killed uh, was uh, Kansas City. Well, they didn't get killed. That was a one two-point conversion off of the, uh, what was it, the extra point attempt. And then the Philadelphia was the last team that really handed them the loss. You know, 24-15 in Philadelphia, November 13th, with week 10. So I'm like, eh, you know. And then uh, what were the other losses? Oh, they lost to the Seahawks in Seattle. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then the, they lost to San Diego for some reason, and they lost the first game to the Tampa Bay. So you can be like, wow, the Falcons are really rolling. You know, they played against the... Uh, did they play against a tough opponent? And I'll say no. I don't think they've been defensively challenged either um, so far. Because, you know, if you look at the end of their season, aside from Kansas City, they played the Rams, San Francisco, Carolina, 
and New Orleans. And New Orleans doesn't really have the greatest defense, and they still gave up 32. And then in the playoffs, they play the depleted Seahawks and the god-awful Green Bay secondary. So they haven't really faced the defense uh, of New England yet. And then the New England defense really played crummy offense. Now, <laughs> So that's why this game is intriguing. Um, you know, if you look at the New England's last five games, they play the Rams. They play the Baltimore. They play the Broncos, the Jets, and then the Tannehill-less Miami. Yeah, so, and then in the playoffs, they play Houston. That was a sloppy game. Pittsburgh, you know, uh, they just picked them apart. Tom Brady just has numbers. Wow, and intriguing. I don't think this is going to be that, you know. I don't think uh, Atlanta's going to put up numbers. They haven't faced a defense like the... Patriots won before. They're pretty disciplined. Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator, does an excellent job. You know, and then the thing about New England defense is like, oh, they'll they'll just uh, they'll cover the, they they will give up the middle and then they'll uh, tighten up. You know, when you get into the red zone, so uh, you make sure that the uh, New England's opponents always kick the field goal. You know, and just limit the damage there. And then uh, for Atlanta, you know, they're for all their, you know explosive offense and the depth which was just Julio Jones before you know like two three four years ago now they got like Freeman and they got other receivers and their O-line is solid with Alex Mack you know covering that offensive line uh how is the New England pass rush gonna I don't know but I don't think I think people are expecting so much out of this game like wow this is gonna be great there are a lot of unknowns and you know high scoring offense you know Brady versus Matt Ryan Instead of Rodgers, um, you know, so how is this going to be? But I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be that fantastic. I think the game is going to disappoint some people, at least over and under wise. But I think it's still going to be a close game. It's going to feel a lot like the Seahawks New England game. And then uh, let's get to the stupid prop bets. Um, I, I always uh, bet on this one, which is uh, New England never scores in the first quarter of the Super Bowl. I'm going to take it. I think uh, they, they, for some reason, whatever reason, the Patriots never scored under the Belichick era, scored in the first quarter. I think that's going to happen again, and then Atlanta's going to get complacent. And that, that's what happened. And then it's going to come down to the last minute, you know, last uh, quarter, last five minutes, you know, <clears throat> that moment. And then uh, I'm trying to remember all the Super Bowls that Patriots were in. And then, yeah, all of them are, all of them are came to the last quarter pretty much. So I think the same thing's gonna happen. And then the Falcons, you know, like I said I think Julio Jones is gonna pull a hamstring or something. And then Malcolm Butler's running. Uh, and then you know, I think what do I base that on? I don't know. It's just pure nerves. And then just whatever that Houston turf. I don't know, it's a natural grass, but I think something's going to happen. So anyways, I don't think the Patriots are going to score in the first quarter because they haven't in the six Super Bowls that uh, Tom Brady's been in. So, yeah. Uh, how long is the national anthem going to be? Well, I'll say two minutes and ten seconds. I don't know what the line is right now. Uh, let's see, Super Bowl prop bets. Because Aretha Franklin did four minutes and 30 seconds for the Thanksgiving, and some young kids who don't know are angry. He's like, who is this lady that's singing this for this long? And I'm like, dude, that's Aretha Franklin. You know, whatever. Uh, is it going to be heads or the tails? For the coin toss, I'll say tails. And then the, I think New England's going to get the coin, and then they will probably defer, as they always do. Well, they didn't do that against Pittsburgh, but that was a weather and all that stuff. What did I say? I think it would be t- heads or tails. I don't remember. I'll go back and check. I think it would be tails. It would be tails and Patriots call it. 
All right. Uh, yeah. And then, then I'm trying to see if. Oh, who's singing the national anthem? I thought it was Lady Gaga, but she's at halftime and she's doing it by herself. Uh, Luke Bryan. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be two minutes and ten seconds. So, oh, right now the bet is uh over or under two minutes and fifteen seconds. I think it will be under. So. There's that. Uh, what will Luke Bryan be wearing when he starts singing the national anthem? Blue jeans or any other pants or shorts? Uh, whew, I think going to be other pants. I don't think he's going to come out in jeans because it's a big event. And he's, he wants to show respect to the country. So I say other pants. Uh, will Luke Bryan be wearing a hat when he appears on the screen before singing the national anthem? I would say yes, and then he's going to take it off. Uh, will Luke Bryan forget or omit a, omit a word from an official U.S. national anthem? No, he's not gonna forget it. Uh, halftime show. Which song will Lady Gaga sing first? Born This Way, Bad Romance, Edge of Glory, Poker Face, Just Dance, any other song? Uh, mm, I'm trying to remember other halftime shows. And then, uh, uh, well, last year Coldplay did the song that I don't know. I don't follow Coldplay. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll say it's some old song that people know and then build to it, uh, you know. So probably uh, Born This Way, she'll sing that first. I think I picked that. Is that the favorite right now? No, any other song is a favorite, it looks like. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, halftime show, what color will Lady Gaga's hair be when she starts at halftime show? Blonde, any other color? Blonde, I, it has to be blonde. She's not going to change her hair color. Why is, this like, why is this even on the line? Like, this is so stupid. Uh, okay, let's see. First scoring play, touchdown or uh, something else like field goal or safety. Ooh, I say the so I said the Patriots will win the toss and defer. And I th and I don't think the Patriots will score. So, this safety is out of the question. Uh, I think Matt Ryan will you know, get you know, go long at first and try to get some big plays. But you know, that's not the P Patriots try not to give up those long plays. Ooh, I I'll say field goal. I'm gonna say field goal. Oh, so uh, it's not gonna be safety. I don't think it's gonna be safety because they never score. Team to score first in the game, uh, Falcons, of course, because Patriots never score in the first quarter. Team to score last in the game. Ooh. I mean, it could be like, now nah, you know what? I'll say, uh, I'll say Falcons score last and make it look close. You know, like the Seahawks did. Seahawks should have scored last, but anyways, first touchdown score. Oh Jesus, I'm not gonna pick this one for each of the team. Nah, I'm not gonna pick this one. All right. Anyways, I want to see more fun bets, not this stupid stuff. Odd to win the MVP. Ah, Tom Brady. I think it's gonna be Bra no. You know what? I'm not gonna pick Brady. I'm gonna pick somebody else. Like, who was that guy? Chris Hogan? He had a big-ass game. You know what? I'm going to pick Chris Hogan. I think he's going to have another big game. Yeah, he was really good against Pittsburgh. Although the secondary for Atlanta looks much better. I mean, yeah, it's Dan Quinn's defense. You know, the former Seahawk defensive coordinator. But it's not at the Seahawk defensive core level yet. All right. All right. All right. Let's see other fun bets here before I kill them. Who will the Super Bowl MVP first mention? After he's presented the trophy, team, teammates, coach, owner, God, family, Donald Trump does not mention any of the above. Uh, I will, ooh, I will say God. Cause no, if it's Chris Hogan, it's not gonna be God. 
I think it's gonna be. Why is he a Christian? Gee, I should look this up. If Chris Hogan wins the MVP, I think he's just gonna say team. That's the safest bet. All right, that is it. That is it. I'm not gonna get much out of this. All right, what color will be the Gatorade? Gatorade of the dumped on the winning coach. I think New England's gonna win, so I think it's gonna be orange. Orange it is. Orange it is. Wow, that purple is very rare. Oh, I want to go for that thing. Okay, so I'm going to leave it at that, at least for the Super Bowl prop bets. There's so many you can find. Uh, the one I was looking at, referring to was the Odd Shark. Um, so there are my picks. New England's going to win. I think Atlanta's going to choke. Nobody cares about this Super Bowl. The ticket prices are down. The average Super Bowl ticket price, by the way, is about $4,400 in the uh, secondary market. But this year, it went down like uh, 20% below or something. It's pretty low, you know. So, I don't know. I, I'm not feeling the Super Bowl much either. I'm going to be in New York. So I'm going to be watching it at the, my uh, old roommate's place. So, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. Anyways, uh, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the UFC and then the uh, MMA in general. Now, I want to give a bit of a context before I just jump into it. Yes, uh, last time I talked about UFC, I think that was UFC 203. Um, that was a Cleveland event. Mio, uh, Stipe Miocic uh, beat the Overeem. CM Punk got killed. Uh, Travis Brown lost to Verdum, and I was making fun of Travis Brown, you know, for bad coaching and all that shit. Uh, yeah, so there's going to be UFC Fight Night Saturday uh, before the Super Bowl in Houston, Texas. You know, yeah, that's where the Super Bowl is too. Uh, but I'm not going to be in Houston. So, um, the thing about MMA and UFC, I, I love the prize fighting. You know, some people don't like it. You know, I met my doctor yesterday when I was doing the regular routine checkup. And then, you know, he was, and then I was talking about my weight cut. And then I said, I'm trying to get to 155, or, you know, like Conor McGregor. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, he knows that that is. And he's actually a huge boxing fan. He's like, you know, I'm a doctor, so I shouldn't like it. But I really love boxing. And I'm like, what? Really? Yeah. Like, why is it a bad thing? It's a guy thing. It's a guy sport. And then I, I just love the trash talking aspect of it. I mean, the prize fighting, that is like the, it's not a team sport. It's an individual sport and a combat. Just pure, you know, just slugging it out, fighting. And I'm, I just love the characters and the caricatures that come out of the, the, the freak show of it, you know. It's not like the, some team sports where people are like, no, you, you got to put the team first. You got to put the team first, you know. You can't, you can't show off. You can't stand out, you know. You, there's no individuality. It's about the team. You know, hockey does that, which is why it's not popular in U.S., which is why it's not getting attraction amongst, the, you know, the minority groups, in my opinion. You know, basketball, it's a complete individual sport, you know, given the number of players on the team. Uh, football, you know, NFL tries to always limit the celebration and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, but anyways, tennis and golf. Yeah, there are other, uh, you know, Tiger said this too when he plays golf. Golf is the loneliest sport. It's you against you. You know, you try to beat other score, but it's ultimately up to you to get the score better than the guy who, you know, who hit before you or whatever. So anyways, but so for that reason, I love, I love prize fighting, you know, boxing, MMA, uh, you know, other martial arts, 
and then uh, you know even wrestling and then people go oh wrestling's not a sport that's a that's a that's a that's a fake and then i'm like yeah it's fake until you take the back bump you know people who did brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrestling say wrestling is worse you know you gotta fall on your back a zillion times and make sure you don't hit your head on the mat you know make sure you don't get the concussion unlike jiu-jitsu or something you're just rolling around the mat with all that uh what you might call it all that, all that grappling that goes into. It. I'm not knocking one or the other. I'm saying one, you know, looks more difficult than you can imagine. But at the same time, yes, it is staged. It is scripted. We all know, you know. But that concussion ain't fake, you know. That that bump, that you know, chest chop, the Ric Flair chop is not fake. You know, they really hit you. You know, in Japan, that's they really hit you. That's why they call it a strong style. Anyways, not to deviate off from it. Boxing and MMA, you know, and wrestling. To me, I look at it as a, you know, as a same type of entertainment, and same kind of art. And then you go, wait, BK, didn't you say a couple of weeks ago when Meryl Streep did her speech about the art? You know, if you don't, have, yeah, 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 I'm not gonna re- recite that. You said mixed martial arts is not art. Well, I'll tell you what aspect of it is art, which is the pure entertainment aspect, which is. The individuality and then that that character and then the swagger that each fighter has like Conor McGregor does or Don Cerrone, Don the Cowboy Cerrone does when he comes out as that cowboy or uh, you know or Muhammad Ali that I picked the, picked the ex- easiest example Muhammad Ali said it himself he got his persona you know even with a political position and all that which is real uh, he got that you know promotional skill from Freddie Blassie, yeah, Freddie Blassie, who was one of the biggest heels, the bad guys in the wrestling for the 50s and then the early 60s, you know. So he got that, you know, and the gorgeous George, that was the other one that um, Muhammad Ali inspired his style from. He's like, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, you know, I'm the prettiest, you know, all that stuff, you know, that's all from wrestling. So don't knock net wrestling for being fake. All that theatric theatrics that you see in boxing and MMA come from there and then you watch Conor McGregor and then like that guy talks a lot of shit you know in Irish but like I love it you know and then you obviously he's just doing that his you know the rock or the stone cold impression of you know he's doing I'm gonna throw a chair throw a water bottle you know then like he's gonna whoop ass like that's so stone cold the rock style of you know when he cuts his promo and then he's like, I'm gonna kick your ass, you know, like, and like I got all the shoes, I got all the matching shoes to throw on my shirt, get out the red panties out, you know, all that, I can't do an Irish accent, but, you know, all that stuff, it's fantastic, and then I don't know why people hate on it, you know, for a guy showing off, you know, that's how you sell the fight, Mike Tyson too, when he does that, I'm gonna eat your children, you know, that stuff, that gets the attention, right, so, Boxing has that too. MMA has that too. So anyway, that's and then you see how it how it turns out. Unlike you know, even wrestling, there's some surprising elements to as to who should win, who should lose. You know, there's a lot of internet nerds or, or the marks they call it out there, smarks, smart marks. You know, like oh no no, John Cena shouldn't win. He's already established that character is good. You know, but I'm like, it, but you know, there's some surprising elements that come out of WWE or other wrestling too. However. Fighting, that's fighting, boxing. You don't know because it's a sport in the end. So unless they rig it like in Japan or something. Anyways, another conspiracy theory. So anyways, that's why I love UFC, MMA and all that stuff. But UFC, uh, just the business overall. 
2017 is gonna be a rough year. Why? Cause presidents like President Trump. No, like Dana White and like Donald Trump are like good friends. Remember? No, not that. It's just that I think uh, you know UFC. If you don't know, was sold to uh, IMG Group. Was it IMG? No, not IMG. Was it? I don't remember. One of the Hollywood agent companies. I think it was IMG Group along with uh, some other folks, investors for like 4.2 billion dollars. With a lot of loans attached to it. And yeah, and Dana White and uh, Lorenzo Fertitta and the Fertitta brothers, the casino owners in Vegas bought this business for what? $4 million, $1 million. So what a return. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this, this business has been good for about 10, ooh, 12 years now, you know, since, since it started picking up mainstream. This is when like NASCAR, poker was like picking up as the alternative like sports content. Uh, in my opinion, aside from the four traditional major sports, and I started watching it like late 2004, early 2005, and then Spike picked it up. You know when they had the first Ultimate Fighter, you know all that stuff. So, and I I used to watch it very closely because it was very entertaining. It was a different entertainment. And then um, a lot of wrestling people say, you know, UFC is the best wrestling promotion. UFC does a better wrestling, uh, you know entertainment aspect of the job better than wwe does which is which you go like what the hell but like you know the fighters sell better you know there it's the storylines are logical you know all that stuff storylines what are you talking about this is real this is, this is not a reality show yeah but you, th- that's the point of a combat fighting you know you gotta sell the uh you gotta sell the personal conflict and then the character and all that aspect to it otherwise it's just like i just want to see a good fight you know there's some people like that but how are you gonna sell it if you don't want to make money how are you gonna make ufc four billion dollars worth without the main content main characters that you can follow it's no different from bachelor bachelorette you gotta pick the girl you don't like and then see how far she goes oh, i can't believe and then you would be like oh bk you're taking it this too far I'm like no i'm not think it through wrestling bachelor you know, they're really the same. And then, like, whatever character storyline they want to play, whatever documentary they put together, you know, HBO 24-7 or UFC, you know, Road to the Octagon. You know, they try to incorporate all those, like, you know, basic storyline telling, right? And then these guys have actual beef, too. So what the hell? So I, I, I love it. I love watching that. And then uh, it, to me, it's 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 a guy's drama. It's, it's, it's a guy's bachelor, okay? So... Anyways, back to UFC a little bit. They've had there was and there was a period I really watched it close and then I stopped watching it, which is like uh like 2010 afterwards, you know, after the UFC 100. I lost count of all the UFC events and then they started putting together some ridiculous fights like Chuck Liddell versus Rich Franklin in Vancouver, BC. I think that was the first show they did. I don't remember what year it was, but then I was like the fuck why is rich frank franklin fighting chuck liddell and then like i don't i don't give a shit i really don't and then brock lesnar came 09 2010 and then he was at the ufc 100 and that was fun you know and then that guy's a legitimate athlete and then i know a lot of ufc fans like knock on him but it's like dude that guy sells tickets no matter what um and then and then there are too many events they try to have that like the friday night fights like they did on espn for a while on uh espn on ESPN, and then uh, they started having Fight Night on Fox and like Spike and all that, or in other different channels. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up with the content. And then the life got in the way, so I got really busy. I got out of it. And then 
And then, you know, there wasn't really a particular fighter I wanted to follow. Like, George St. Pierre left, Anderson Silva lost, and then some people are getting flagged for drugs. Brock Lesnar left. Cain uh, Velasquez was losing. And then, like, I, and then I just didn't care. There wasn't anyone to follow. And then, uh, I guess, Ronda Rousey came, and then the when the UFC started getting women, which actually is an interesting story when you follow... Um, you know, I remember when Dana White said there will never be women fighting in UFC, and then like, yeah, look what happened after you buy Strike Force and other promotions that uh, they just snatched up. It became a monopoly. They had to create a division, and then they wanted to create create the bantamweight division. That's when Ronda, Misha Tate, and Cat uh, Zagano and all these ladies came, and then uh, you know, Ronda took off, and she became the biggest selling point. And Dana White at first didn't know how to sell Ronda Rousey, and he's—I remember he said something like, "What? Yeah, Ronda's a bad dude." And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're trying to do, Dana." But you know, I'll, I'll still watch. Ronda seems interesting, and she had that swagger and character. Then other guys came, like John Jones started fighting until he started fucking up, taking cocaine, taking Viagra, getting flagged, and then you know running into crimes i don't know how many chances this guy's getting and then um heavyweight scene became more competitive and entertaining uh then conor mcgregor came along at the featherweight if i remember right now he's in lightweight and i know he fought nate diaz and all that and you know there are characters to follow you know it's like it's like 10 years ago he's like hey there's a tito ortiz or something 15 years ago rather who just retired by the way Uh, you know or like hey there's george st pierre 10 years ago and then five years ago or so and then like hey like i could follow that you know but there wasn't that there wasn't that you know single guy or gal that could pull through until two three years ago and the business started picking up and i started watching it again and then i you know starting last year 198 ufc 198 i think that's when i started watching it again i i've still watched it here and there periodically but i i just i don't know what the rankings are i don't know what the people are like you know, Robbie Lawler, he always has a phenomenal fight. You know, I, I, I love him, although he lost the belt right now. And then, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the welterweight. And then and then I, I all the featherweight, you know, uh, what was it, bantamweight stuff. You know, it's high-flying stuff. It's like a cruiserweight in wrestling. They do, it's very speedy, fast, all that stuff. Heavyweight's interesting right now. You know, all that stuff. I, I still love it. I, I, I follow. I don't follow it religiously. I don't remember the rankings. But, you know, I'll watch it and I'll remember the names. Now, uh, that's a very long-winded way of putting my background interest in UFC and MMA. Yeah, and then I've been just mentioning UFC. But I started watching uh, after the last Ronda fight, uh, which was ugly, uh, the UFC 204. Was it 204? Yeah, I think it was 205. Sorry. I, I stayed up all night and I watched the Risen. Ryzen? FC, which is a Japanese promotion, you know, run by old pride people. And then I watched that overnight. So uh, I didn't stay up the New Year's Eve, but I stayed up the night before the New Year's Eve. And I started watching this too. And that's where the old fighters come, like the Miracle Crow Cop. And then some, one of the Gracie kids. And then, uh, you know, all that shit. And then I see all the old Japanese pride fighters haven't seen in a while. You know, and then I'm like, ah, this is a freak show fight. This is so stupid, you know. Only in Japan they'll do the weird weirdest matchups ever. You know they'll they'll have a Japanese wrestler against a Japanese MMA fighter. 
you know, that's why Japanese wrestling died for a while. But anyways, I'm going to leave a wrestling another day. So I was, I was watching that, but I was thoroughly entertained. It reminded me of the old freak show Pride for some reason. So I I enjoyed it. I'm sure there some of them are taking drugs and we don't know about it, you know. So whatever. I, I enjoyed it. And then, I you know, there's a Bellator, which I thought about going two weeks ago when they had the Chael Son and Tito Ortiz fight uh, a week ago. But I ended up going to uh, San Francisco instead. Ah, uh, that ticket was like ninety dollars or something, and then in the in the forum in the Inglewood, and I said, nah, fuck it, this is not worth it. It's Bellator, and then uh, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, Bellator. You know, they have a great commentary team. I think they're better than UFC, but they got ways to go. I they got ways to go for Bellator. You know, but I hope that business stays. It's like you need a competition, and then the. What is it? The Peter Thiel aspect comes in. It's like, the competition. The idea of having competition is stupid. You should just care about you and yourself. Monopoly is not that bad. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would say that. But, you know, complacency is a natural factor. If you think you're going to be self-motivated to survive in business, that's nah, not going to work. So UFC needs Bellator. Bellator needs to be big enough. Same as WWE. Same as all the boxing. Look at all the boxing promotions. The only difference is that they all, boxing, shot themselves in the foot so much that, like, I don't know what's what anymore. W I don't know what's what anymore. W WBC, WBO, IWC, IBF. I, I don't know what the fuck. They're having a whole bunch of acronyms. Anyways, back to UFC a little bit. So it's been interesting, even for the general population to watch these people. Uh, I'm gonna get to Ronda first. Uh, she's done. I know uh, Dana White yesterday, February first, said that uh, Ronda's probably done. Uh, she's done. She's done. Uh, when she lost the first time, as shocking as that was against Holly Holm, the first match Ronda has should have been with Holly Holm, and Holly Holm should have never fought uh, Misha Tate, and you know, get into the weird circle jerk of the whatever title that's been handed. You know that that would have been the money fight. I, you know, that would have shot through the moon that pay per view, and then. That interest it would have been like, in my opinion, like Mayweather Pacquiao two two years ago or something we had, which should have been done eight years ago. That would have been the gauge of interest. But instead, Ronda took off and you know whatever contemplated suicide and all that stuff, which I'm not underplaying because you know you would go through that. But it took too long, and then you know the competition just got a lot better, you know. And then people knock Ronda as a go. She's she's. She was, she was fraud, you know. She came in when the division was nothing, and then you know, and then she just beat nobody's. Now the division's really good. Yeah, division's really good, but she legitimately beat people, you know. She built the division, the UFC Women's Bantamweight division. She did, she did. She created a whole new category. She's the innovator, and then, and all that. But at the same time, you know, her, I, I don't understand how her style, you, you know, really improved, especially at, after the Holy Holy Home fight. You know, I'm like that. That Holly Holm fight was pretty bad, and the Amanda Nunes fight was, my opinion, no different. Like the approach was the same. She just she just stood up, and then I guess she kind of froze. I'm like, you know, that was a bad fight, and Amanda Nunes hits hard. You know, so it sucks, but uh, I think this is the end of the line. Oh, she gonna go to WWE? Nah, I wouldn't want Ronda Rousey right now. It's like, yeah, but Brock did. It's like, yeah, but Brock has history with WWE. So that's why when he came back, it, it makes sense. But Ronda, yeah, she did that one appearance, but like, you know, how are you gonna sell her after, 
you know how she just got knocked out like she did right so it's not gonna happen i don't i don't think she has a viability and the sellability is that the right word the bankable you know aspect of it as a as the uh celebrity anymore i really don't unless she decides to come back and fight but i don't know how like last two fights and then what whatever she's doing she didn't do any open training and all that she didn't do any media leading up to that fight and you know her shape looked good she looks chiseled but i'm like dude like you need to actually you're not trying to look good you need to fight good and then that fight was god awful with Nunez. and then i don't understand why like she's not leveraging her takedown skills and all that and then uh, women's division in a, is in a bit of a disarray, I guess, you know, if you want to look at it from general pop public standpoint. But uh, Shevchenko girl is going to fight Nunez, you know, the Russian lady who beat Holly Holm and then a whole bunch of other people. Yeah, Shevchenko lost to Nunez before, but I think it's a little different. Um, who she fight? She fought in Denver. I, I thought about going to Denver. My God, all these places I thought about going and attending. You know, I thought about going to Denver and see this uh, fight night. Uh, what was it? 103? Is that what it's called? Nah, it's not It's not the fight night. UFC on Fox. That's what it was. Sorry. Shevchenko Pena. Yeah, Juliana Pena. She got she got a handle pretty good. And then Shevchenko looked pretty good. Uh, so we're probably looking at Shevchenko, Nunez. And I don't think... I can't think of any other challenger for Nunez at the moment. Misha Tate retired. Uh, Holly Holm moved up to the... The division above, what was what was the thing? The new division they created, cause uh, what was it? The that other lady, Chris Cyborg, could have make you know they could have make the weight. I I don't remember. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's gonna be the next women's fight. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be great. Uh, and uh, rest of the women's division, that was it. But anyway, back to my point. Ronda Rousey's done. You know, it was a good run. Uh, it was the greatest two and a half year run ever. Um, I think she's, I don't, I think she's going to go to Hollywood and do all that stuff, but I don't know. I, she's not a badass anymore. I don't want to see her in those, uh, ridiculous roles, you know, like, I guess, uh, who's the comparison? Uh, dang, I can't remember her name all of a sudden. Gina Carano, Gina Carano, you know, and then like, yeah, but it would be the, that would be the comparison, you know, if you want to go celebrity level wise, but Gina Carano lost to Chris Cyborg, a legitimate fighter. And then Gina Carano never came back after that one fight. You know? And then people are... Like... And that fight was bad, but... She didn't get, like, mauled like mauled like Ronda did. Then Ronda got killed twice. Like, really bad. So, even if I were in a movie theater, I would be like... Yo, dude, she got fucking killed and she just walked away. It wasn't like Gina Carano, who got one loss and a hype and all that during strike force and elite xc and all that and she just walked away and said, like, eh, i'm not doing this anymore which is like i would call it an anacornikova comparison you know anacornikova never went far and then she didn't show that she got killed she just left she just left she had her flash in the pan and then she just left ronda on the other hand she was a fucking champ she was she was on the top of the fucking world and then she got killed twice so even in entertainment as a bankable star i just don't buy it i i just can't it's not gonna work i'll never look at her the same way unless she comes back and wins again and then show and it's unfortunate because she's been really really great uh as a social media and all that stuff you know for 
all those things. So uh, I wish her the best, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anything bigger is going to happen unless she comes back and win. Uh, speaking of celebrities and uh, getting killed, CM Punk came up in the news again. I can't believe. I it, it, What a coincidence that I, I, as I record this, the last UFC episode was involving CM Punk. Uh, apparently, he's feverishly, quote, that was a word that was word, uh, used to come back in the UFC. And Dana White, I know last time said, you know, I don't, uh, he doesn't think CM Punk should fight again. But, you know, uh, UFC in 2017, it's not in a good year. I'll be honest. There's not a real fight I'm looking forward to. There's no, there, I don't think they'll make as much money as they did in 2016 with Ronda and Connor. All those other guys. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? There's like Shevchenko, Nunez, and then, uh, you know, Cerrone, who just got killed, by the way. Uh, you know, and then uh, maybe John Jones comes back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a nerd talking, but I'm talking about the general public. So, Conor McGregor's not going to have a baby in March. So, and then he said he's going to be walking away and he wants to renegotiate his contract. And he, now he's talking shit about going fighting Mayweather and all that. And Ronda's done. Nate Diaz wants more money too. Uh, heavyweight, there's no Brock Lesnar. You know, it's like, yeah, but there's Verdum and there's uh, Kim Velasquez, there's Overeem, Miope, and all that. Yeah, but they're not, they're not something that everyday people can relate to, like Brock Lesnar or CM Punk or Ron, uh, John Cena, that kind of character. So this year's a little fucked. I know Miope is, is like taking time off too, and then he's not happy with his pay either. So, uh, I think they will bring back CM Punk this year. You'll be like, yeah, but that would ruin the integrity of the U.S. Yeah, yeah, fuck the integrity. This this is the same promotion that had James Tony, okay? So, and then this is the same pro- you know, promotion that kept Chuck Liddell as long as it did. So, I'm like, whatever. They want money. New owners, they need money. That's why they're thinking about co-promoting this Mayweather versus McGregor thing. The, you know... It's and I think that boxing match is gonna happen. I I really think, and then I know, and I would watch it. Say yeah, but, but, but Mayweather is gonna kill McGregor. Doesn't matter. It it's, it will happen. It, it's one of that barbershop talk. It's gonna happen, and because of the financial reasons and the lack of star power this year that UFC doesn't have, I think CM Punk isn't gonna come back. Is it gonna be pay per view? Nah. I think they're gonna put it on a TV and try to get some advertising dollars there. And then put it on Fox or something. It could be on a pay-per-view as like a tertiary uh, item. That could happen and that could be a draw. Then they could bring a nobody this time. But I hopefully they just do it on a fight night or something if they decide to do it. But yeah, but realistically, who can CM Punk fight? He's a welterweight. Welterweight is one of the most stacked divisions ever. And then the guy who just beat CM Punk. You know, and then who just beat Sage Northcott. He said he's going to move down to the lightweight. You know, it's a better career choice for that Mickey Gall dude. Yeah, I know. You know, maybe CM Punk's going to cut the weight and then get to the lightweight. Wait, like I'm trying to do. Maybe I'll find CM Punk. I'll do it for $50,000. You know, he can make his $500,000. I'll do it for $50,000. I'll do it for, God damn it, I'll do it for $10,000. i will kick his ass, you know. Or I'll get my ass kicked, but I'll still get my paycheck. You know, I'll do the promotion work. You know, I'm working on my mic game right here, right now. I'll, I'll do my shit talking, okay? So, anyways, I, I throw myself in the card right there. But, yeah, I think CM Punk's going to fight. Uh, what else? Uh, McGregor. I think he's going to do the boxing match. I think it's going to happen. 
uh, Mayweather. You know, he's like, oh, come on. Doing this a little, uh, what you mean, the tippy toe thing around it. It's going to happen. Mayweather, he wants to do it. He, he wants the payday. You know, I, I know Dana White said he'll pay both, uh, who was it, McGregor and Mayweather $25 million. Uh, I think Mayweather's only going to move when he gets like $40 million. I think like $50 million. Give it to me. But then, you know, I think that's the line where it begins. And McGregor, $25 million? I think he'll take it. But he'll be like, no, 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 no. If Mayweather says $50 million, I want $50 million too. And then I think it's going to do some solid numbers. So there's that. I'm sorry, Amanda Nunez. I know you you want the whole, you know, all the spotlight and all that. But, dude, you're not Ronda. You're not, you're not Misha Tate. You're like, you know, I, I love you as a fighter, but you're not the spotlight of the brand. Miope, same thing. You know, you're a great guy. You're, you look fun, but you're not the mainstream bankable character at the moment. Okay, so there's that. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, fight night. I need to get back to that tomorrow night. Or uh, not tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. By the time this recording is out for the Saturday, February fourth, in Houston, Texas. Um. Uh, ooh. What's on this card? What's on this card? Wow, last week one would look way more fun. I'll be honest. One with the Donald Cerrone. He lost, by the way, after being on that long, long streak. And then Shevchenko won. And I don't remember the rest of the card. Mm, let's see this card. Oh, Dennis Bermudez versus Chan Song Jung, the fucking Korean zombie who was in the military service in Korea for like two and a half years, wasn't he? Yeah, he lost about 2013 August. Oof. Dude, I. I don't think he's going to win, but, you know, every time I thought, I thought this guy's not going to win, he does fine, and then, you know, it's a military service, so he should be serving the country, but apparently he's been commuting from home and training every day and doing a basic training. So, he did he really serve the country? Nah, they, they, they just, they just, they just gave him an easy ride, you know? It's like, he's a national treasure. Korean zombie. Uh, I'm picking an upset pick. I need to see the Vegas line. I think, you know, you can't predict a guy who hasn't fought for almost three years, you know? You know what? I, I would put, you know, I'm going to put $500 on the Korean zombie. You know, I, I'll take the bet. And then, uh, where's the MMA section? I need to see the odds on this thing. God, I'm sorry. I should have had these up beforehand. But I don't. I'm a busy man. I'm a busy man. I'm trying to record this on time. Let's see. What are the odds? There's no odds on ESPN webpage. What is this? Oh, we want to discourage gambling. Shut the fuck up. I want to see the Korean zombie odds. I'm picking it. I'm sure Korean zombie is under. Like, he's not. people are not picking him. But I'm going to pick that as an upset. Upset. Because it's an upset rem- no matter what. Because uh, this guy hasn't fought in three years. And Bermudez, when was his last fight? He fought in August. He fought Ronnie Jason. Before that, he, he beat Kawajiri. Uh, okay. Well, he went distance on both. He lost to Jeremy Stevenson. Stevens, that's Stevenson. <clears throat> yeah. Uh. Psh. Yeah. I, I hope this becomes an entertaining fight because Korean Zombie. All these fights are fucking unbelievably fun. I'm picking that. Uh, the other guys, I have no idea. Women's strawweight. Grasso versus Herrig. I don't know who these people are. Isn't Herrig? Uh, okay. Ah, uh, let's look at the record and do it on the spot right here. Mm-hmm. Grasso, I guess, is a hot hand at the moment. After what was it? Paige Van Zandt lost. Eh, I don't know. She's it's Paige Van Zandt and oh, uh, what's her? What's his face? Sage Northcott. Psh. 
that's like a that's like a brand pushing by Dana White. You know the blonde young ones they push. Uh, Grasso, uh, I'll say. And I don't know the rest of the card. This card is severely lacking. I don't know any of these people. I really don't. I really don't. You know what? I'm just gonna watch it at my friend's place. But this is last week's card was way more entertaining. UFC on Fox. I'm obviously not watching this. The one is the next big event at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Oh man, why didn't I go like the 11th? Ah, what the hell? I'm gonna. I want to watch the Super Bowl. So, anyways, uh, I'll talk about. Wow, I killed a lot of time on this thing. Uh, yeah. So uh, UFC coming up. I I hope the Korean Zombie wins. I think UFC is going to have a rough year and they're going to have a lot of freak show fights and all the purists out there is going to be mad that like, why are we getting all these freak show fights? Why, 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 why is CM Punk back here? He doesn't belong here. You know, all that shit. Yeah, let Bellator snatch him up and then I get all the TV ratings they're looking for. Who gives a shit? I just want to be entertained. If the guy gets his ass kicked like 20 seconds in, he gets his ass kicked 20 seconds in. You know what? That's the point of it. Maybe he gives up and maybe he'll go back to wrestling, you know? Wrestling kind of needs him back. There's like, we need something fun on there. So, uh, anyways, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I guess I uh, hope that gives a better idea as to why I love uh, MMA and stuff. You know, the football picks. You know, Julio Jones is going to pull his hamstring. I'm going to start that right now. Hashtag Julio Jones hamstring. You know, I'll just say that right now. 28-24. And then, uh, let's see. We'll recap this in the next week's episode. And then uh, just do the, you know. I'll keep it short next time. But uh, that was a sports edition. Thanks for listening. If you listened to it this far, there, there's a UFC MMA. I talked about it. And then, uh, yeah, and uh, I'll be back next Monday, uh, next Tuesday night, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. I'll see you next Wednesday on February 6th. Okay, bye-bye.